Yeah. It's a here, better name than T-Bar. Here comes Toaster. <laughs> Not Toaster. <laughs> oh, I fucking love a wrestler called Toaster. But if you were a, a wrestler called Toaster, what what would your um what what would your uh, finishing move be? Slice bread number two, motherfucker. Oh! <laughs> I'm good. You've peaked. On the fucking <laughs> peaked. <laughs> hey, guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the internet. It's Making Kayfabe with your best friends, Dylan and Bryce. I'm Dylan, and this is Bryce. Say hello, Bryce. Hello, Bryce. Hey, that classic gag right there. <laughs> That's the kind of fun humor you're going to get in this show. But not just that. There's more to the show than that, my friend. Going along with just uh, making silly jokes, we also rewrite wrestling history. We go back and find silly storylines that we don't like, and we change them into something much more efficient, much more beneficial for the entire world. Wouldn't you agree? It's almost like we make kayfabe here. You could say that. You know, that would be what a great name for a podcast. <laughs> Mate, I'm I am very, very, very excited to um, hear what you got today. Like for for the listeners in the show, Dylan actually messaged me um, on like Wednesday or something, and mm-hmm. he, he said something on the lines of like, "This is like right to censor level good." And if you haven't listened to the right to censor episode, then you know what the fuck are you doing here? Go back and listen to that. And then, <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to lead on from right to censor. It may be in its own different uh, its own kind of entity, but mm-hmm. yeah, like essentially what that means is that this story is going to be fucking hype and yeah i don't want to put you under any pressure dylan but i'm expecting you to deliver our our greatest episode yet well you know it's my own fault for saying it was a right to censor level episode you know i i put that pressure on myself you you can't compare it to something like that that is a creme de la creme it really is now here's the thing when i was writing the storyline i got really into it and i realized that i had i had to stop like i had to stop i could have i could have written this storyline for days but i had to find a cutoff point because i was just like no this happens you know so for everybody listening i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal what the show is about although you probably figured it out by the thumbnail and the name of the show (laughs) (laughs) it's probably gonna be titled retribution yeah but i mean that what 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 do you got for us today that one it's retribution oh my god yeah so last week bryce did otis and his money in the bank briefcase and it was a recent storyline. We haven't really done too many recent storylines. Most of ours are kind of in the past. And I realized he kind of gave me a little bit of inspiration. And I was like, hey, you know what else is really annoying about wrestling right now? Is that I feel the WWE have dropped the ball big time with Retribution. I could book that shit better. But then I remembered, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm on a show where I can just rewrite that shit. So oh, yeah. I could do that. It's like your job. Not yet. maybe maybe one day (laughs) but you you see that you see WWE dropped the ball with Retribution like I don't think they ever had the ball to begin with you get these guys coming in these guys and girls coming in they're just dressed ridiculously they've renamed them to stupid ass names like fucking T-Bar Bryce what does T-Bar remind you of? T-Bar actually reminds me of drinking tea in a bar, because that's ah, his gimmick. Ah, <laughs> T-Bar. Uh, hey, whoa, 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 what about Slapjack? Slapjack? Did he slap a guy called Jack? <laughs> <laughs> and all the other ones. And uh, I don't even know. Mace is one, and like there's another one as well. But well, Retribution, it's, uh, it's definitely one of the worst storylines of the year. <laughs> and, um, 
and I'm very excited to see what you can do well, here. I, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I will turn it around and make it one of the best storylines of the year. I cannot wait for Stephen Richards to be revealed as a leader. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Why do you do this to me, man? You always guess. I guess it's my fault for always making it Stevie Richards. Uh, Every episode. Uh, oh, it's Tyler's episode. Oh, Stephen Richards is a manager. Uh, fucking AEW Women's Division. Stephen Richards is the AEW Women's Champion. Like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you all laughed, and then I, I laid it out, and you were like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. So, you can fit Stephen Richards into any situation, and it works Yeah, because he's really small. Anyway, should we do a show? Yes, let's do the show. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory and retribution first to start things off. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think that their names and their look are that bad. I might be the only one who thinks this, but I think they just look like a bunch of street thugs, right? And they have these silly like street thug names, you know? Can I go into like so? Uh, my kind of like thinking with that is that everyone knows, or most people know who you know Donovan Dijakovic is. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone knows who Mia Yim yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. And like you know, you rename them. It's so obviously them underneath these masks, and like I don't see the, I don't see the point in doing it. It's it's literally WWE just thinking it. Nobody watches NXT, and nobody has a fucking clue who these guys are. But I mean, this is a product you promote. You get like what seven hundred thousand viewers a week or something for for the shows, and uh, as per the ratings for the AEW versus NXT kind of um, Wednesday Night War, and like you're expecting people to not. I I, I don't I don't even know how to word it. Like, how can you rename these people and just pretend they're like a totally different character? And like um, you have like Donovan Dijakovic, like he's a you know the whole thing is that they've not been they've not been looked after and they're from the underground and they've not been given a chance and like. If I'm not, I don't know if I'm blowing apart your your, your kind of um, your background here, but Dajakovic had like so many opportunities in NXT. Like he was fighting Keith Lee for the NXT title, and like he was on countless pay per views and stuff like that. And like you know, it's just I don't know. It's um, it bugged me big time. But okay. yeah, I just wanted to get that out. I mean, I get that. I can totally see how because like you know, I know what Mia Yim looks like and I know what Dominic Dejakovic looks like. So I get it when they come out, you know, we're like it's them. But again, like I don't you know, I don't worry about that too much. I think if you just like if you just look at those guys like they're a bunch of street thugs, I think it looks cool. Mm. Right? You know, I don't care if I'm the only one who thinks that. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna rebook him. So where are we? August third, two thousand twenty. The lights begin to flicker on and off on Raw, and then some masked dudes blow up an electrical generator, which does nothing. You know, like the lights don't go <laughs> off on Raw. It's just they blew up a fucking thing. Nice work, guys. And then that's who who are these? Is that oh okay. That's it. August seventh on SmackDown. Some masked dudes come along with chainsaws and they wreck everything. You remember this? They like destroy the rings. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Actually, they came out and they like um yeah, they, they sawed the ring and like they sawed the ropes and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Animals. Oh, yeah, but like after that, nothing happens. You yeah. know, like it looked cool, but then there's no follow up. Like they just kind of turn up for the next couple of weeks and they're just kind of there, you know, being mischievous. I mean, can I just is, say as well, like um, that, that, that storyline, that, that um, angle you're talking about where they come up and destroy the ring has been done before. And it but was it's Nexus. still cool, though. You know what I mean? It's like the superplex by the big show off the top rope when the ring explodes. Like, it's been done, but it's still pretty cool. It's... I don't know. You like, know what I mean? 
it's such a similar angle though it's such a similar thing like just it's so so nexus but go ahead but it still looks good right and it's a good way to get a heel group over I am, I am very I am very down in retribution. I'm 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 counting you to change my mind here. I'm gonna change your mind, my friend. Trust <laughs> me with this. I'm sorry you have to go through these bad memories while I tell everybody about what happened <laughs> with retribution. Uh, SummerSlam happened uh, August 23rd, 2020. Retribution not on this show. So there you go. SummerSlam, one of the biggest shows of the year. No retribution. Uh, despite them clearly having made themselves known at the beginning of August. No, nowhere. That's fine. A week after SummerSlam, there was a, a pay-per-view called Payback, August 30th. And that makes sense, right? Payback? Ah, I can mm. see where you're going now. Guys weren't at SummerSlam? Okay, Payback. Uh, payback sounds like one of their names. Well, give them time. Anyway, they weren't on Payback either. So that's good. There's two pay-per-views right there, and your new group hasn't made it on either of them. Not so good. So now that's we're... bizarre. You don't... You'd almost think that retribution and payback are almost like similar terms, right? Right. Like, what the hell, man? But nope. Yeah. Didn't even factor into the plans. Nobody had so, their thesaurus that day. Ugh. Those guys, huh? Mm. So, 1st of September, retribution are now exclusive to the Raw brand for some reason. I guess because they hate Raw. You know? SmackDown. <laughs> they hate <Raw> more. <laughs> They're just like, I fucking hate Raw. SmackDown's alright, but <laughs> not a big fan of Raw. So, they're on Raw now, not on SmackDown. After they destroyed the ring in SmackDown, they're like, fuck it, we're done. We're going to stick on Raw. <laughs> and then, you know, what they do. Now, I, I do realize that sometimes COVID-19 has played a little factor into people not being on TV every week. Mm. I understand that. You know, I'll give them a little bit of leeway, a little bit of benefit of the doubt for that. But it's still annoying that these people aren't on TV. So that was like the 1st of September. They're, on, they're not on Raw. Let's mm. go to the 21st of September. Just like, you know, three weeks away, they announced the names of the members of Retribution. So oh we've boy. named some of them. You've got T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack, Retaliation, and Reckoning. So you know Dominic Dijakovic <laughs> is T-Bar. Um, I forgot yeah. there were two names. R- well, Retaliation, Reckoning. Yeah, so um, T-Bar, yeah, T-Bar is Dominic Dijakovic. Mace is Dio Madden. Slapjack is Shane Thorne. Mercedes Martinez is Retaliation, and Mia Yim was Reckoning. Mm. Uh, but as you know, Mercedes Martinez didn't stick around for too long. She's out of the group, so it's just those four. Okay? Didn't hate Raw enough. No, that's exactly it. She doesn't have that intense hatred for Raw. Yeah. And uh, if you've ever seen Raw, I think uh, <laughs> you'd also have an intense hatred of it. I think, I, think, I think Raw these days, I don't hate. I just nothing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's not what you want. You want it, even if it's bad, people are talking about it, right? I'd say you want John Cena, for example. Like, well, you know, people hated him, but you know, you get a reaction. Well, this is bad, and we're talking about this, so mm, good point. All right. So yeah, on that same episode of Raw, um, Retribution finally get the chance to show off their stuff and make a big impact. So they have a big six-man tag team match. We got T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack against the Hurt Business, which is Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. You know, an actually good stable. And obviously, in their first match, they lost. <laughs> I mean, they lost by disqualification, but still, you know. It's a loss. I can, I can, I can see a disqualification. That makes sense. Like, that's, you know, I'm, I'm still on board. But again, we're like almost two months into this angle. Yeah. And this is the best thing that's happened to them. So Clash of Champions takes place uh, September 27th. Clash of Champions, all the championships are on the line. You know, all the gold, 
all the opportunities that that some of the superstars have just been handed. You know what I mean? Doesn't that yeah. sound like the perfect place for retribution to finally make their big fucking stand and and get some retribution for themselves? It sounds yeah. perfect. But what happens? Retribution were not on the show. What? Yes. So now we're into October. <laughs> this is October 5th. Fuck all has happened. So, so this started on like August 7th or whatever. So now we're on oh, October 5th. And uh, let's see what happened here. <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali is in a match against uh, MVP. When Retribution come out to the ring, Ali is like about to fight them with MVP. But then he turns. He joins Retribution. And it turns out he was the leader the entire time. To be honest, like to be totally fair, I like that. I like that kind of angle. I like how Muhammad, Muhammad, Mustafa Ali is being announced as a leader. I like how at the end of the, I believe at the end of the show, he like he clo- he had his hands held out and they closed his hands, and then that was the end of the show. Like that, that was really cool, and yes. uh, it, it made sense as well because they did tie it into the kind of hacker gimmick and stuff. So that that was good. That that to me was a sign yes. of hope for retribution. I agree. I agree. I liked it. You know, it makes sense. Mm. So, which is one thing that the rest of this doesn't. So, October nineteenth, Retribution are in an eight-man tag team match against all of the Hurt Business, including MPB, and uh, they lose. And then they all get beat up by Bray Wyatt. Um, also, in between this, the draft happens, and Retribution are drafted somehow to Raw because they have contracts. Yeah, they're not contracted wrestlers. So they're on Raw, SmackDown. You're still cool. Don't worry about it. Why would you hire these guys? Why would you get these guys contracts? I'll get to that. Oh. October 25th, um, WWE put on their Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Sounds pretty good. What do you think, Bryce? Were Retribution on the show? I think Retribution have a featured role in this show. Uh, well, they were on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. So what happens is on the pre-show, Mustafa Ali puts out a open challenge to the Hurt Business. And MVP answers that and says Bobby Lashley will fight Slapjack. And he'll even put the United States Championship on the line. Sounds like big news, doesn't it? Slapjack? What was yeah. he like? Slapping a guy called Jack? It's <laughs> a callback to a previous joke we did <laughs> earlier in the show. <laughs> Ten minutes ago, yeah. I hope you guys are entertained. We give this away for free. Can you believe that? <laughs> All for the people. So Slapjack versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. That sounds like a big opportunity, right? Sounds like a great opportunity for him. Sure does. They have like a match that goes like seven minutes and Bobby Lashley beats him. And then Retribution run down to get some heat. And then immediately the Hurt Business come down as well and just run off Retribution. Nice. Good way to build up a stable right there. Honest to God, nothing else really happened. <laughs> like yeah. They've that, just that kind is. of been there and disqualifications. And, and now Mia Yim looks like she's going after Asuka for the Women's Championship. I'm all for that. Yeah, that would be a so, good match. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it for, for Retribution. It draws uh, it draws parallels to what we covered last week in Otis. Um, you know, something big happens, like, you know, Otis wins money in the bank, Retribution debut, and then a lot of nothing happens, and WWE lose interest, and then it just kind of fades away. And, like, that happens so often. To be honest, like, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have a fucking show, because it wouldn't have... <laughs> You know, episodes like Mordecai or Sean O'Hare, or like um, you know half of the half of the bloody things we've done. Probably most of the things we've done actually. So yeah, um, it's frustrating, but it but it makes great content for us. So yeah. it really does. Yeah. Okay. So that was the history of retribution. Now we're gonna get on to the fun part, the bit where I 
rebook it. And uh, want you to strap your socks on pretty tight, my friend, because I'm about to knock them off. <laughs> knock I'm very excited. Socks. I am very excited. Like I'm, I'm just, just, just go. Like go for it, because I, I, I want to hear this. I think you're gonna like it, man. We're going to start, we're going to kind of keep the, the beginning of the story. So they turn up in August and they're just kind of doing weird stuff like random havoc. You know, they're keeping people on their toes. They're just kind of, um, their presence is known. Okay. Mm. You know what I mean? But I would keep it a little bit more consistent. I think at the beginning, like they didn't do enough to really make these guys seem like they blown up the electrical fucking generator. Like if that doesn't do anything, there's no consequences of mm. that happening. Then why do it? Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good point actually. They do all these things and then nothing happens from it. Like what happened exactly. after they destroyed the ring in SmackDown? Like fuck right. off. So right, because they did it at the end of the show, so they can just be yeah. like, all right, well, no harm done. We'll get a new yeah, ring. The, the, the ring's back next week and it's fine. Yeah. Right. Fucking. You know, nothing happened. So we're gonna kind of keep that old stuff, yeah. but like do a little bit more and keep the pressure on. So after a couple of weeks, it's quite clear that they're like a big group and they're they're gonna cause some trouble. You know. So then mm. on the Raw, before SummerSlam, they kind of explain all this in a, in a pre-taped segment. So this is the first time we kind of see them, and they're all wearing their masks. And so they're not on the show, and they say, everybody can rest easy. We're not on the show. We're not going to hurt you. <laughs> hurt you. We're not going to get you, because we're at an uh, undisclosed location. All right, we're somewhere else. Parts unknown. Parts unknown. So they're not on Raw tonight, because they're making plans for SummerSlam, and they don't want anybody to interrupt those plans. Understand? They're going to come for everybody on Sunday, and that's that. Everybody. Everybody. So now people are aware of retribution. They've seen their face. Well, not their faces, but they've seen who they are, you know, with their masks. They look tough. They've heard what they had to say. They're coming in. They're wrecking stuff. They've obviously got a chip on their shoulder about something. Now they've said they're going to do something at SummerSlam. What are they going to do? What is it? So nobody's really sure. WWE, just to make sure, they you know, hire so many security guards. Like, that place is crawling with security guards. Mm. All over the backstage area, everywhere. So, security guards everywhere. Everybody's kind of, you know, on their toes. They're not they're not, uh, not sure what's going on. But SummerSlam pretty much goes off without a hitch. Retribution don't appear. The only thing that happens is that the lights dim briefly during the Randy Orton Drew McIntyre match. Oh. But everybody's like, well, that's just like an electrical problem, you know. I mean, those fuckers blew up a generator a couple of weeks ago. That's probably what did that. It was a generator <laughs> two weeks ago. So it's a generator. It's fine. The generator two weeks ago affected this week. Yeah, totally. It didn't, didn't generate enough power. Simple. Simple <laughs> mathematics. You know? Science. <laughs> the next night on Raw, the, the security are still there because, you know, WWE ain't stupid. But they're still pretty much wow. like, all right, I feel like we've... Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah okay why are we here doing <laughs> yeah all right well you know what i mean there was no big like attack on SummerSlam, so they might do something raw so there's still security there payback is scheduled for the next sunday right after SummerSlam. so there's a match going on in the ring let's say it's ray mysterio versus seth rollins and then suddenly the camera cuts to another pre-taped segment from retribution so they interrupt the match and it's all on the big screen and uh, they say that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about, like, your security. It doesn't matter about WWE. It doesn't matter about the match. Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio, fuck it. It's all about retribution. So now Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins, their attention is on the, the big screen, right? From here, from this pre-tip, we have a couple of big reveals. First of all, 
they reveal their leader. Bleh, their leader. The, the leader. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> it's Lita. It's the real Lita. Feels like a Harkin Rana off a dive board or something, you know? <laughs> okay. The reveal their leader is Mustafa Ali. So he kind of like turns up. I like this kind of reveal better. And I'll explain that. I like you remember the way he did kind of reveal himself to be the leader, the MVP yeah, like thing. Turned right? on the MVP, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just bear that in mind. But uh, it'll come up later. But at the moment, he just kind of like in this backstage pre-tape segment, he turns up in front of Retribution. He goes, "It was me. I'm the leader. I'm the mastermind." He tells the world that Retribution was born from the ashes of WWE dreams. People. Sign contracts hoping to one day uh, headline WrestleMania, you know, or just to go out and wrestle. That's all they want to do. They just want to wrestle. But instead of that, the WWE signs up people with no intention of letting them wrestle. They only just, they want to keep them away from the competition. They're shackling them, the big contracts, and they're just mm-hmm. making them sit at home. They're not using the people of Retribution, including Ali. Well, now Retribution are the competition. What you've done is you've just shackled the competition into your company. And they're not happy about it. They're the ones in control, not the WWE. So also at the same time, Ali is revealed as the mysterious SmackDown hacker. So he's pretty much confirms it. He's like, yep, that was me. Just more of my way to get my message across. It mm. shows that we are more in control than the, the WWE thinks. We already hacked the, the, the entire company weeks ago. And you couldn't figure out who did it. And then Retribution come in. And you couldn't figure out who these guys are. It's all because of how smart Ali is. Yeah. So the lights flickering at SummerSlam, that's retribution. Because they have people on the inside. You get it? It's not just the five right. of them. There's men on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's, it's your security guys. It's your cameramen. It's the guys setting up the ring. It's the guys that catering. They all look I- to see him. You don't know which one's working for retribution. <laughs> They're all wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's they're, it. They're all wearing their fucking masks, like it's and catering, and like in, in the fucking audio room. Like, wh- who could it be? Like, wh- think, which one of you guys wants the retribution? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Carl. He started wearing a mask, you know. I think it's fucking like, um, I don't know, like coffee breath or something. Whatever they're gonna call them, like <laughs> coffee breath. Yeah, it's the shit they see in their house. Is that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I got, got got coffee in there. I, yeah, yeah. It's a here, better name than tea bar. Here comes toaster. <laughs> not toaster <laughs> oh i fucking love a wrestler called toaster but if you were a, a wrestler called toaster what what would your um what what would your uh finishing move be slice bread number two motherfucker oh! <laughs> i'm good you've peaked on the fuck up <laughs> <I've peaked. laughs> i haven't even finished <laughs> Right. That's been making kayfabe, everybody. Like, hope you enjoyed it. It's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good, man. Okay. Aren't you telling a story about retribution? Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> talking about so yeah, the people who like work in the company. It's not just the wrestlers. Obviously, these wrestlers are pissed off with the way they're treated. But this is a big corporation that doesn't treat any of their workers properly. Mm. You know, like healthcare doesn't go to any of these people, does it? Or like bonuses or. Any of the profits that the big big cats in the WWE make, you know, the cameramen getting them, or the catering guys getting them, the video editors who work their fucking asses off, are they getting it? Or the line managers, or any of this stuff. It's very easy to sway them 
in the retribution's cause because WWE, being such a big entity, has no problem with burning what uh, they consider to be the bridges of the little people. But now the little people are rising up and you don't even know who they are. How about that? It's pretty big. So you got to remember, retribution control everything. So retribution, like they have people like um, you know working as camera operators. They have people uh, in like the the studio. They have people like backstage and all that. So they are they, we have people backstage and kind of like bit workers who are members of retribution, basically. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So and you don't know who they are. You know that's the beauty of it. Cool. Another thing, we got the contracts, right? People were wondering about the contracts. How can these guys turn up? Well, you remember, like I said. WWE already locked these guys into contracts. They already made these two, three-year deals. Ah. Keep them away from the competition. They're already contracted. WWE didn't offer them new contracts. These are people who are pissed off at the system and are already contracted. That makes complete sense. Like, that is so simple as well. Like, why didn't they just say that? Right. <laughs> why, why aren't they saying that? Into- that makes complete sense because they are de- de- developmental talents. So, obviously... Yes. They already have, you know, contracts. It's a problem you, you mentioned so earlier. Yeah, it's like, a problem why? you mentioned earlier. They're trying to pretend that they're Dominic Dijakovic and T-Bar are two different people. Yeah. And they're, okay. When they're not, it's the same right. guy, and he's pissed off at the way he's been used. Yeah, he's pissed off at getting the name T-Bar. Like, well, what's I that? Like Is he drinking, like, tea in a bar or something? Like, what's that? <laughs> what, if was, what, if, what if he was drinking tea at a bar with a guy called Jack? Who slaps people. He slaps him. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he slaps. And then that Jack guy slaps, let me tell you. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I'm liking where this is going. Okay, so that's the end of that little pre-tip segment. The camera cuts off in the middle of the ring. So we've got Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. They're still in the middle of the ring. They're like, what the fuck was any of that, right? So they're like walking around and like the cameramen are like getting, and you know, they get up, up into the ring to like get a closer look. Yeah. And uh, one of the cameramen gets a little bit too close. He smashes Rey Mysterio over the head with the camera. And then he had Seth as well. So the Seth Rollins and uh, Rey Mysterio land on the ground. This guy has his camera. He throws it to the canvas too. He rips his shirt off to reveal like a homemade retribution shirt. You know what I mean? Like he made it himself. It's not some kind of corporate bullshit where they can make money off this good name. No, the okay. people at Retribution, it's like a grassroots organization. You know what I mean? So Is it written he, on it like Sharpie or something? Yeah, kind of. So that everybody has their own t-shirts. Right. You know what I mean? Like that it that's part of their identity too. You make your own t shirt and whatever it is, that's who you are. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing. Because it's about the people. The people who feel pissed off and they express themselves with their shirts. Yeah. So this there's no guy, marketing or any shit here. Like it's uh it's all personal. Exactly. You can't make money off this name because the point of this is to rebel against everything the WWE stands for, which is making money off their good names. Right. So this cameraman uh, that cameraman throws the camera down and he reveals his shirt. He, you know, he puts up a fist the way Mustafa Ali did. You know, it was his fist to close it. He's like, yeah, I stand with retribution, you know. So the security guys obviously come and get him and bring him away. But he's like, you know, he's, he feels great because he fired a shot for retribution. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's further proof that they could be anywhere. So now payback is on Sunday. Raw is over. Smackdown's on Friday. Uh, once again, security stacked the Raptors. And once again, a Retribution Pro interrupts a match that's going on in the ring. Let's say it's the, the New Day versus the John Morrison and the Miz. One of my favorites and one of my least favorites. Yeah, you love John the Morrison. Miz. Is my hate John Morrison. Not, not, no, don't, no. <laughs> no. Nobody hates John Morrison. He's lovable. 
Right? I actually don't like John Morrison that much. Get out of my house. <laughs> I'm not in your house. <laughs> well, get into my house and then I'll tell you get out of my house. <laughs> Is that fair? Yes. Doesn't like John Morrison. What the? F- Why I gotta? Anyway, like doesn't Rascal. matter. A bunch of pricks are in the ring, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a new video from Retaliation, not Retaliation, a new video from Retribution comes up on the big Tron. It gets everybody's attention. They all kind of take a look because they saw what happened to Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins, you know. So Ali tells them the payback is in two days, and there's no group that wants payback more than Retribution do. Uh, who wants to fight them? They're going to have an open challenge. One of their guys versus one of the WWE guys. Doesn't matter if it's Raw or SmackDown. Um, whoever's not doing anything, who wants a match, you know. It's an open challenge. Back to SmackDown and the match that was happening. The two teams, uh, they try to start things up again. But as soon as they do, as soon as they get back in the swing of things, the fire alarm goes off. <laughs> so everybody has to evacuate the building. This is live on TV. The right. fire alarm goes off. They gotta, they have to cut the commercial, but they have to evacuate that building. So eventually SmackDown comes back. They bring everybody back in. Turns out it was a false alarm. There's no, there's no fire. And they start to try to keep the show going, but the lights start to flicker on and off a couple of times during the main event to let everybody know that Retribution are still in control. They're the ones pulling the strings. Baron Corbin is sick of all the shenanigans, so he's the one that answers their open challenge because he thinks ah. he's uh, the king of SmackDown. You know, he's the king of something, right? He was the king of the ring. King Corbin. King Corbin, yeah. So they have a match against Mias, and near the end of the match, the lights go off completely, including the Thunderdome screens. Everything's dark. Everything's black. Nice. And when the lights come back on, Slapjack, good old Slapjack. Remember Slapjack? What was What's what's with that name? Is he is he a guy called Jack who slapped? No, I'm gonna stop doing ah, that. Well, close enough. He's actually choking Baron Corbin with like piano wire. Oh, oh <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah, right. Looks pretty cool, right? Yeah. So Mias kind of chases off the referee and these two guys to start beating the fuck out of Baron Corbin. Match is called off by disqualification, but Mias and Slapjack don't care because that's not the point, is it? You know, they're just really pissed off. So they beat up Baron Corbin. And some of the guys to SmackDown try to run out and, you know, beat up the Retribution guys, but they managed to slip away because of their friends on the inside, you know. So on the WWE Twitter page, there's a video posted from Retribution because, remember, they can get in anywhere. Right. The the video says that they're going to try again on Raw, their open challenge, once again. So anybody who wants a piece of Slapjack who's on Raw, come on down. They say that they took down Baron Corbin because there's a guy who's been given every single opportunity in the world. Yeah. He's fucked it all up. Squandered it. Didn't do anything with any of it. What a waste. He's an, a he, perfect... was, he, was, he was literally king. Yeah. They didn't do anything with him. He fucked that up. Right. Like, it's the easiest gimmick in the world. The very successful king gimmick. You know, because, uh, you know, King Booker, King Barrett, King Lawler. Like, Owen Hart. Know, Owen King, yeah. Like, Viscera. Mm. It, he was. Oh, yeah. I know he was. <laughs> <laughs> was Kurt he a good Angle? king? Though? Kurt Angle. Went, yeah, exactly. Like... viscera over Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the difference. Well, that's the difference. Same guy. Oh, but 300 pounds, I think, is a difference. Right. Thank you. We're on form today, aren't we? Cracking all the jokes. Hells, yeah. All right. You're getting your money worth today, folks. <laughs> Which is zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've got an open challenge on Raw. And Retribution are ready to go. I think they're going to have Slapjack come out. So whoever wants a piece of Slapjack, come on out. So MVP answers this 
call out video and he suggests Bobby Lashley. This bit is the same as what happened in real life, only instead of it happening three months later, it's happening like right after payback. So I like that angle, you know, um, but so I'm kind of keeping it, but I'm just moving it forward. So and that's again what we do in main KP. We try to keep it. We try to keep it as close to real life as possible as well. So like, yeah, it's it's good that you're including that part. Yeah, you know, it's we try to make it all make sense. You know. Yeah. So we're gonna have this match on Raw for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley comes out. He looks pretty, pretty ready to go. Slapjack kind of saunters out, and um, the referee kind of pats him down, makes sure he's not got any illegal weapons on him. And then the bell rings, and Slapjack immediately headbutts Bobby Lashley in the head, busts him open. Knocks him out because his mask is gimmicked, right? Oh. oh, the masks are stupid, are they? No, he's just knocked out the United States champion. So the referee is like, what the fuck? Like, it, it's legal to wear a mask, but obviously he's gimmicked the, ma- uh, the mask right. somehow. So he's like, oh, fuck. So he rings a bell. Instant disqualification. Match doesn't even happen. Straight away disqualification because they don't care. They knocked out Bobby Lashley. One shot. What do you think of that? Does not make yeah. a hell of an impact. So the it other does. members... Yeah, right? It's just simple. So the other members of the Hurt Business, they storm the ring, but Slapjack, he manages to slip away, and the lights turn off. So when they turn back on, Slapjack is completely gone. Hurt Business are in the, the middle of the ring. They're pissed off. Lashley's knocked out. And then the sprinklers start going off. So <laughs> these guys are now covered in water, and they're pissed <laughs> off as hell. So on SmackDown, Ali interrupts the feed once again to tell everybody that they are in control of everything. The WWE Twitter page has become very pro-retribution. And he wants to commend them for their good work. He tells Roman Reigns that he better, he doesn't have to just worry about his family and the Usos. He has to worry about his family in wrestling because you don't know who else is in retribution. They could be coming for Roman Reigns. They could come for the Usos. They could come for, I mean, Roman Reigns would be the perfect target, wouldn't it? A guy who's been given so many opportunities. I mean, he's back oh, yeah. now and he's kicking ass, but he's had a lot of opportunities when other people didn't, including Ali. So he's telling people to uh, watch your back because you never know. So more of this kind of stuff happens. They're they're still making their their themselves known. They're kind of having sneak matches, disqualifications. They're running in and out of the of the of the entire company, basically. You know what I mean? Mm. Nobody can catch him. Causing havoc. Exactly. But like fucking meaningful havoc, you know? Fun shit. Just to just kind of like they're toying with the WWE. You know what I mean? Mm. They're like pulling the strings. They're like, look what we can do. And you can't catch us, all right? Mm-mm. Eventually, Clash of Champions takes place at the end of September. Retribution aren't booked on the show, but they didn't even try to book themselves. You know what I mean? They're just like, all right, if you guys want to have your self-indulgent Clash of Champions, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So the show kind of goes off as planned. The security is through the roof. You know what I mean? Like way more than at SummerSlam. These guys, now the WWE has seen Retribution coming in the night. They're like, right, we need security like fucking up to the rafters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through the roof. So everything happens that happens on Clash of Champions. It's all fine. The show is about to go off the air when the lights start to flicker. Ooh. And this is the moment when every screen in that entire building, the Thunderdome, the Titantron, everything, has Ali's face on it. Oh, As he looks yes. down at, at whoever's in the ring, doesn't matter. Let's say Usos and Roman Reigns. Doesn't really matter. I mean, I guess that ties into what he said earlier. So let's go with that. And he tells them that uh, this is the end game now. Nobody can touch Retribution. Literally. So the security guards that are outside are like, what the fuck does that mean? They like, you know, they line up. They're like, all right, here we go. Get, they're getting ready for some kind of attack. But then just then the head of security, he's outside with them. 
he uh, turns around towards the building and gestures to some of his other guys to uh, go towards the building as he unbuttons the shirt to reveal a homemade retribution uh, <laughs> shirt underneath. So the security guards, part of retribution, they lock all the wrestlers in the building. They're locked in the Thunderdome, which is like a sports stadium or something. Mm. I don't fucking know. So the next night, on Monday, Mustafa Ali is standing in the middle of the WWE Performance Center, and he welcomes everybody to Monday Night Raw is Retribution. The part of the Thunderdome has been cut, so they can't broadcast from in there. WWE can't broadcast from inside the Thunderdome. They're all just locked in there. Oh, Ret- brilliant. Yeah, Retribution. I know the WWE have been moving their stuff out of the Performance Center, like their cameras and stuff for um, th- Thunderdome business. Retribution have been moving all that stuff back in. They've been secretly sneaking around, taking electrical wire and cameras and rings and everything they need to have their own show. Everything is now in the performance center. So Retribution are going to wrestle. They're going to give themselves the opportunities that they didn't get before. The WWE is dead and gone. And Retribution, they rule the roost now. Clash of Champions was the final straw. And another example of the WWE rubbing their noses in it, just showing off their champions and their challenges, none of whom are Retribution that they're aware of. So that whole night, it's a Retribution. Raw is Retribution. So they do their own matches. Remember the way the NWO kind of used to do that? They would like show like them in a gym beating up some fucking jobbers, that kind of shit. So that kind of thing starts to happen. Um, the other guys from the Performance Center are their opponents. So like now they, they might be green, but they're finally getting a little bit of exposure too. So there yeah. you go. Retribution are doing exactly what they said they were going to do. Near the end of the show, you know, it's got loads of like comedy spots and like, you know, not the matches, but like, you know, the way, like the NWO, they would goof around backstage because they, they ran the, the whole bit, uh, the company, you know what I mean? They can yeah. do what they want. That's what Retribution are doing. They're having a good time with them. So near the end of Raw is Retribution, some of the WWE guys, they start to storm the building. They got out of the Thunderdome. They're not coming at the Performance Center. They've seen the show live on TV and they're like, what the fuck? So the show goes off the air with a siege. Retribution locked themselves inside the building, and the WWE are trying to get in there. Oh, wow. With this. So, the WWE Twitter page updates everybody with how the, the siege is going throughout the week. Uh, they're being very pro-revolution, as you'd imagine. But the other superstars in WWE use their own Twitter pages to say, no, this isn't, this, that's fake news. That's not the way it is. Retribution aren't winning. We're winning. But the official Twitter page is pro-retribution. <laughs> All right. Nobody knows what's going on. So on Thursday, we're just in time for SmackDown. The siege kind of comes to a, a head. So Retribution decide that they will let the WWE into the ring or into the building so long as uh, Retribution have a safe passage out of the building. The WWE agree, but obviously they're not going to do that. So SmackDown starts with everybody getting back into the building. So we're, we're live on, on Friday nights and wrestlers are going back into the building. Some of them still have their gear on, I guess. So, you know, why not? Just go into the ring, have a match. But at the same time, there's like a secret group of like a couple of Raw guys who aren't being used on the show who are being sent around the building, around the performance center to look for retribution because they're not letting those fuckers go. So we have a little team and they kind of split off. Cameras are following these guys because that's the WWE. Cameras follow everybody. So we have Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy. You know, there's a guy from Raw and a guy from SmackDown. And they are on a team. They find uh, Ali, and he's, he's hidden in, like, a control room. He's about to escape, but he finds himself cornered by Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy's about to, to attack uh, Ali when he notices that Samoa Joe is, like, wearing a weird shirt. Oh. Samoa Joe unbuttons his shirt to 
reveal a homemade retribution shirt. And he beats the fuck out of Jeff Hardy. And he lets Ali escape the building. Amazing. Right. So, so they're starting everybody... to recruit actual wrestlers now. They're starting yeah. to recruit like big time superstars. See this? See what I'm saying? Retribution's everywhere. Amazing. So uh, Ali gets away. Next week on Raw, Samoa Joe, of course, is a commentator on Raw. So on Raw, he comes out, sits at the commentary desk, and he talks about how great Retribution are. And he dares anybody to come and try to make a move on him because he's Samoa Joe. He's going to come at Samoa Joe. Everybody hates Retribution, but they can't find half of the guys. Samoa Joe, he's right there in plain sight. He's like, come and get me. Hi. <laughs> what are you going to do? He joined Retribution because he agrees with them. He's, he's a guy that didn't get any you know, proper shots either. You look at the other guys, like Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Look where they were in NXT and then look what they became after that. You look mm-hmm. at Samoa Joe, one of the most dominant NXT champions. And when he came up to the main roster, what did he get? He has to sit behind a desk. Right. Yeah. He's pissed about that. So maybe Retribution have the right idea. What are they going to do? Fire Samoa Joe? I don't think so. Because you know what Samoa Joe is going to do. He's going to go somewhere else and make them money. You can't fire Samoa Joe. What are you going to do about it? They figure that uh, the WWE figure out that they're going to have to fix this problem by the time Survivor Series comes along. They want Retribution to put up their best five guys uh, against the WWE's best five guys. Ali interrupts another video feed, and he wonders what uh, what the WWE mean by that. You know, Retribution could certainly put up five people to fight, no problem. It's no issue there. But how are Raw and SmackDown going to come together to figure out a way to team up to fight Retribution? I mean, they're already going to have a Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series team, right? They always do that. They pit the brands against each other. How are the brands going to work together to fight Retribution? The, the WWE has hired all these wrestlers. He's put them on separate brands to try and get them angry at each other because making them seem like they're the competition. Trying to make mm. them pick a side, Raw over SmackDown or SmackDown over Raw. But it's the one company is trying to fight itself for some reason. And then it is suddenly surprised whenever some of its employees actually fight back. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Ali says that they will be at Survivor Series. And he knows that the WWE will be at Survivor Series, obviously. But... Will the WWE be interested in fighting Revolution, Retribution, or themselves? <laughs> They're hiding in plain sight. Samojo is right there. You know what I mean? Who, who is to say a member of Retribution isn't already on the WWE's team that they're oh. going to assemble to fight Retribution? Ali has planted a lot of doubt in people's heads. And uh, Raw goes up the air. Samojo is crowing about how great uh, Retribution are and how good Zaf Ali is. So WWE guys, they can see his point. Um, now they're all looking over their shoulders. They're wondering, um, you know, who else is, is part of Retribution? You know, it's it's like a real civil war. You can't trust anybody. Yeah. You know? So Ali, Slapjack, Mias, T-Bar, and Samoa Joe, they all, uh, that's the team for Survivor Series. At Reckoning, I decided to keep her fighting Asuka because I think it's a really good match. I'm, re- I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, that will be a good match, yeah. They're both very good wrestlers. So. They are great. They're really good. In contrast to Retribution, who seem like they've got all their ducks in a row, like they know what they're doing. The WWE seems very disjointed. They don't know who to trust. They don't know what the heck to happen. So they find it hard to you know, build a team to fight at Retribution. So Survivor Series happens. You can kind of figure out what's going to happen here. You've got your top guys. You know, you've got Kevin Owens and you know, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, you know, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre against your boys in Retribution, you know. Big stakes, right? The WWE said, here's the deal. If Retribution lose, they're out of here. They have to disband, right? Retribution says, 
we don't fucking those rules don't apply to us. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can you can say that, but that doesn't mean we're gonna do it, right? Like I said, we're everywhere. We're inside the WWE. Nobody yeah. can touch us. It doesn't really matter who wins and loses because Retribution are gonna win anyway. Yeah. And then on Survivor Series, guess guess what happens? Uh, you, you, my guess is that you're gonna get one of the members of the WWE team to turn on uh, WWE. Correct. And that man is Drew McIntyre. Ah, I knew it was Drew McIntyre. Brilliant. A man who only this year, 2020, is getting the, the Jews that he deserves. And he feels he like... He got fired. Right. He was proclaimed... What was he? What did Bitsugman say he was? Chosen like, one. Chosen one. And then they fired him. Like, you know, he worked his butt off to get back to where he was. And it still took him three years to win the championship. He's annoyed. He has to take yeah. whatever opportunity he can get. And he knows Retribution feel the same. So now he's one of their big hitters too. And uh, Survivor Series go off the air with WWE feeling pretty stupid. And that's it. That's where I drew the line. I figure by this point, you've got a couple of months of build. Retribution look like stars, right? That, but what the, the important thing is, it's not the individuals that look like stars. It's the group, right? Because they've had only a couple of matches. And most of those matches have ended with like disqualifications or some kind of shenanigans, right? But that's not the point. The point is, as a unit, as a group, they're untouchable. And that gets across perfectly in this storyline. You know, they're everywhere. And people are joining them left and right because they see what Retribution can do and can see what Retribution can do for them. The stable itself becomes intriguing. And from here, you can go right to WrestleMania if you wanted to. You know, there's plenty of stuff you can do. But that's it. That's how you do the first or three or four months of Retribution instead of the piss that we got in real life. Whoa, 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 hold on. Where's where, where Stephen Richards? Oh, he's at home. Ah, oh, okay. Now, in all seriousness, man, like that was um, that was really good. Uh, I loved that. Like, there, there's so many things that kind of stood out in your story there that I just um, was such a big fan of. Like, I mean, even even the smallest things, like um, you know, making their actions have consequences. So all these things they're doing have consequences and mean something. So it's not just like we said at the start. You know, it's not just you know, breaking the ring one week and then that it's never mentioned again kind of thing, you know, and like, there, there's one line that I actually wrote down uh, at the start because I liked it so much, but you said that retribution are born from the ashes of dreams, which was, I, I love that line because it is, it's all these developmental talent, these people who haven't been used very well, you know, and their dreams have been burned down because WWE just haven't used them well, but yeah, I, I, I love um I love that you have um you know retribution are everywhere literally like they've got um you know the camera operators they've got like audio engineers they've got like um, the social media managers and like the, the homemade the homemade t-shirt I thought was really cool as well because you got them like um you know it's not this it's not this it's, it's very much anti-business it's very much anti-marketing like rage against the machine kind of thing you know like if you want to join retribution you can you know there's no yeah. um, there's no rules to get in like you just have to you know have a a burning hatred for you know like the man you know that kind of thing and like exactly but like the, the things you've done with like um the fire alarm and like sprinklers like there's no better time to do that than now because there's no fans in the building like obviously if you exactly had, um, alarm, right? like you know you'd have to get out of the fans out which would probably be some kind of a fire hazard but there's no fans so you can take advantage of that and similarly like you put in like ali's face on the screens of the perform the, not the performance center the thunderdome fucking brilliant like that that should have been done that i love that Having them, you got them have their own show, like after the locked guy, the, the, the superstars in the building, and then like 
the siege and, and taking over the official Twitter and stuff and like mm. that similar Joel reveal was great and like Drew I knew it was going to be Drew like see as soon as you mentioned Drew, Drew yeah. McIntyre I was like who yeah. who would make more sense to join Retribution at this point and it's the guy who was fired who was who was um you know given everything and then fired um you know forced to play in a fucking free man band or whatever and made a fool of and now he's only coming back and he's finally got his chance kind of thing but it made so much sense for him to be in Retribution and like you could go like you could go in so many different directions from here and I, 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 I'm almost saddened that you left it there because I want to hear more. <laughs> I genuinely do want to hear like a part two of Retribution, which, you know, there's so many things that could happen. Like you could, you got the Royal Rumble after this. Like what if, what if Retribution, you know, um, have, have more stakes in the Royal Rumble? What if it turns out, you know, you get the final four in the Royal Rumble and like free them of Retribution, but, you know, nobody knows that yet. They just turn on whoever the one is kind of thing and, Oh man, there's there's so many different directions you could go in with this, and like right. that is that is how you book retribution. That that is how you make it make sense. You don't have them fucking lose to Bobby Lashley and, and like and uh, you know become meaningless within a couple of weeks, you know. And um, no, that that was um, that was very good. I enjoyed that Thank a lot. You. Thank you. Yeah, I really like the. You could see how like I would be tempted to keep writing. But I, the yeah. show has to end at some point. Like I, I had to find a cutoff point. Exactly. Survivor Series seemed like the most logical place to have a cutoff point. You know, also considering that at the time of recording, we haven't seen what the WWE have been planning for Survivor or yeah for Survivor Series, and I guarantee mm. you, it's not going to be this. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it'd be interesting if it was, but yeah, like I mean, no, that's sure um, as fuck won't be. <laughs> yeah, you know, no chance in hell. But no, that's um. And it, yeah, it, it's also good that you left it there because then, like, you know, you guys at home, you can you can make up your own story after this, like make up your own yeah. where retribution go, like what happens kind of thing, and like may, maybe let us know as well, like maybe where would you take it after this, like just tweet us at making kayfabe. Uh, yeah, you know, also like yeah. if you um because like you said, I could write this for a long time. So like, if you want to hear part two, Bryce wants to hear part two. If you guys want to hear, hear part, part two, uh, let us know. Leave us comments. You know. Um, and I might, uh, might, might finish it up, you know. Do, do I have your words on that? If we get enough Twitter response, you'll do part two. Yeah. yeah Fucking yeah. bro. All right, come on, guys, get tweeting, get tweeting us. We've got to hear this. Sixty-eight thousand tweets. Sixty-eight thousand tweets, mate. I could do that in my sleep. Just create no, sixty-eight thousand accounts and like. Right, it can't just be you though. It needs to be the actual fans. Uh, we, yeah. can, we can find sixty-eight thousand. Well, <laughs> I think so. I think so. It'll be really good if the 68,000 people give us suggestions for our favorite part of the show, Kayfabe Tombola. Oh, what a segue. Thank you. We're gonna, you want to you play some Kayfabe Tombola? Let's play some Kayfabe Tombola. I think that's a great idea. So let me explain to everybody what Kayfabe Tombola is. I'm going to have a list of wrestlers from 1 to 4 and a list of scenarios from A to D. Bryce is going to pick a letter and a number. And I'm going to tell him what they are. He's going to have one minute to try to come up with a storyline with that wrestler and that scenario. Makes sense, right? Makes complete sense. And like, I just want to say, like, I hope to God you've got some reasonable, decent fucking suggestions for, for storylines here. Because if I hear anybody of the ilk of, like, Sean Stasiak or uh -oh. the fucking Mountain... <laughs> don't, don't give me that uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just all Sean Stasiak and the Mountie? That's just the two choices. Yeah, that, that's storylines as well. Just Sean Stasiak and the Mountie. Like, yeah, story. <laughs> so the wrestler is Sean Stasiak, and the scenario is Sean Stasiak. You have one minute 
<laughs> so she just takes the character and like, all right, you know, fuck it, like, give me, give me one, one D, one D, one D. Oh man, oh, this is so close to being what I wanted. So <laughs> the the wrestlers you could have had, you could have picked Viscera. Okay. Missed him. You could have had uh, Molly Holly. Oh, Molly Holly. Okay. No, sorry. And you missed out the one that I was begging you to pick. I think you already know who it is. Reno. Ah, Reno! My favorite. <laughs> he dodged really? a bullet on Reno. You dodged a bullet on Reno by a sliver. Oh, you're so close. Sorry, see haircut guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> but take take a wild guess. Given given some of your commentary in today's show, take a wild guess at who you, you, you managed to pick. Is it Stevie Richards? It is Stevie Richards. Oh my god. <laughs> I told you he'd come back. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, uh, the scenarios that you could have had are you could have had him falling in love with Vince McMahon. Okay. Which I really wanted you to get with Reno. Oh. <laughs> you could have had um, he comes up with their own signature weapon. You know, like Triple H has a sledgehammer. Okay. This guy's going to have his own signature weapon that makes sense. Um, you could have had is involved with a scandal that involves the WWE somehow. I mean, okay. You're very you're well familiar with scandals, so I don't have to tell you about that. I'm a scandalous person. You're Mr. Scandal. Yeah. Oh, no, no. But uh, you picked a rips Rey Mysterio's eye out. <laughs> what? Hey, that happened. Happened Steve this year. Richards does this. So you're gonna have one minute to to logically explain why Stevie Richards would rip Rey Mysterio's eye out. <laughs> are you are you ready, Bryce? Uh, <laughs> That's a yes uh, if I've ever heard one. Oh my god. Okay, yep, go for it. Like let's, let's see let's see what I can bullshit here. <laughs> I'm gonna count you down from three. Uh okay. So three, two, one, go. Alright, so Stevie Richards is the head of the right to censor and like and, and the thing they don't like seeing is is other people censoring things. And because Rey Mysterio wears a mask, he's technically censoring his face. So like Stevie Richards' plan is that you know there's only there's only one right to censor here. So what what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take uh, Rey Mysterio's mask off and unmask him, which is the ultimate heel thing to do, because you never unmask a luchador. So it ends up Stevie Richards and the right the sensor versus Rey Mysterio in some kind of, I don't know, match. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which ends up in uh, Rey Mysterio um, losing. And Stephen Richards, he tries to tear his mask off, but accidentally, he takes Rey's eye out just by doing it. He, 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 he takes his fingers out and like, oh shit, I, I totally didn't mean to do that, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, all I wanted was your mask. And, and Rey Mysterio is sitting there with one eye and he's like, what the fuck, dude? Um, that's it. Uh, you did it. That's that's a minute. That's, that is such bullshit. <laughs> I, I liked I liked uh, Stevie Richards going. Oh, dude, I didn't mean to. <laughs> like, like he's got his eye like he's holding fucking Rey Mysterio's eye. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Is this yours? <laughs> Shit, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't know you needed that. <laughs> you still you got another one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You did that pretty well. Yeah, uh, it's it's not one of my best, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> well, let's let's be fair here. It's incredibly hard to logically make ripping Rey Mysterio's eye out make any sense. Yeah, especially when it's Steve Richards has not been in the WWE in twenty years. 
<laughs> you forgot that part. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, dude, you were the one who was supposed to make it make sense. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, there you go. Stevie Richards finally, finally getting the recognition he deserves. About time. Anyway, so I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you liked it, if you want to send us some suggestions for Kayfabe Tambolas, or if you want to just kind of chat with us about wrestling, feel free to send us an email at makingkayfabe at gmail.com. Or, you know, check us out on Twitter at makingkayfabe. You know, send us some more suggestions through there as well. Our, our Twitter page is always pretty busy. Lots of stuff going on. Polls going up all the time. So there's lots of fun things to do. We love hearing from you guys. Also, if you if it's okay with you guys, if you listen to this on like a podcast um, kind of network, if you could give us, you know, a couple of five-star reviews, that would be really nice. You know, that kind of stuff really helps us like get noticed and get better and grow. And that's what we want to do. We want to keep making our show the best we can for you guys. So, you know, a little, it, it takes like five minutes, not even five minutes, six, 30 seconds, you know? Yeah. And we really appreciate it. But that's enough plugging for, for now. So anyway, we want to say thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to say, Bryce? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, like, yeah, do, do tweet us, do 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 um, get in touch. Like, we, we love hearing feedback in the show, and we love hearing what you guys think as well. Like, um, and also, if you want to hear part two of fucking yes. retribution, tweet, 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 tweet. Let us know. Let yes. us know, because uh, I, I, I'm holding down to the sixty-eight thousand reply thing. Um, you know, <laughs> if, if we can get six replies, I'm pretty sure I can convince them to do the rest. So, you know, if you round up to the nearest 68,000, like that, that'll be all right. So. <laughs> that's how, often how I do maths, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's close enough. So, yeah, if you enjoyed the show, you want to hear more, um, yeah, Retribution, tweet us. There's there's episodes in the, in the, um, the back catalogue as well. We've got... Um, this is our 16th episode, so we've got late ones on CM Punk, Summer of Punk. We've got um, uh, Sean O'Hare, Taz, Mordecai, Right to Censor. Stephen Richards, your man, uh, Otis last week, like, and, and loads more coming up. We're coming towards the end of season three now. Um, so, sorry, it's coming towards the end of season two now, but season three won't be long after. We've got some pretty fun stuff planned for, for, for the kind of interim period between season two and three. But let us know what you think, guys. And, um, you know, thank you for listening. It's, um, you know, you, you genuinely make our day um, just with the feedback you give us. Like, I mean... It's, it, it, it means a lot to us guys and like it's so cool to do this because we enjoy doing it and we have people out there who actually enjoy listening to it which is um insane to us but you know thanks guys it, it means a lot that we've got your support yeah dude we really appreciate it you guys are the best and we're also the best so collectively we're all the best <laughs> can agree with that um so yeah dudes thanks for listening to the show we really appreciate it we're gonna call it a day for this one but we will be back next week with another incredible making kayfabe episode so make sure you stick around subscribe follow all that fun stuff and we'll see you in the next one sayonara <laughs>